0: I do these conversations with ordinary people who just like me, just like you, have undergone or are undergoing a an incredible spiritual awakening. That means that they have realized that there is something great or something grander, not only within the world but within themselves, and they're choosing to create an alignment with that within. So today, I'm super excited to have have you experience somebody that I absolutely admire, not only because of the the fact that she's so sincere in her own own personal practice of alignment, but she also is committed to helping others also come to that place within themselves. So welcome, my friend, Kathy Stringer. Kathy, thank you so much for being here with me today and being part of this, Yeah, let me make it a little bigger, part of this conversation where we get to share with people what what's happening to us when we get called into what what I call an awakening, Um, when did you begin to realize that there was more to life than maybe what you had um, thought that there was? And by the way, we've got quite a few people already joining us. Hello, Olga. Thank you so much, um, Angie, for being here also. And we appreciate you being part of this, this conversation. All right, Miss Kathy. When did it all begin for you?
1: Well, first, let me just thank you for having me. What? What? A, I'm so grateful to be here with you in such a powerful time. Right? Such a yes. Wonderful, powerful time. Um, for me, it's very clear that my my spiritual awaken awakening started with my divorce, which wouldn't have been what I would have chosen to experience that. But it really, when I went through my divorce, it's been um, almost, gosh, I guess it's been about almost 20 years. Um, And when I went through it, it just shook me to my core, right? Everything that I thought I knew, everything that I thought I could count on and was just a given in my life disappeared. So it really set me on this journey of who who am I? You know, like I thought I knew who I was. And um, in that time of just everything that I knew being taken away, I found, I found this desire to move through the divorce and become powerful. <laughs> I felt like I had a choice because either I was going to go through the divorce and just be a victim, which you know I'll be honest was kind of my mo. Like I didn't realize it, but I realized things that were happening to me. I would just go into that victim mode, yeah. and it didn't happen immediately. It took me a little bit of time, um, not not that much time. So it was really my beautiful daughter, who was a year and a half, Jolie who I recognized, wow, I've got to step up and be the best person I can be for her. First it was for her, and then Mm -hmm. I recognized ultimately it was for me. Yeah. So through that divorce, I started looking at my my philosophies, my religious upbringing that I had never questioned in my life. It was just Catholicism. That's who I am. And Catholicism helped me through the divorce. It was a beautiful, beautiful tool for me. I did a lot of retreats. Um, But That was just an awakening moment for me to start looking at things differently, to start asking different questions. I really started to dig deeper where I was just kind of on the surface. I feel like I was living on the surface before. It's funny, my family just watched The Matrix and it was just like, I feel like that was the moment of the red pill and the blue pill. (laughs) Uh, And I, I took the blue pill, uh, I think it was the blue pill. Anyway, I took the one that the red the red, red,
0: red, the red red pill. The red pill wakes us up.
1: <laughs> red wakes us up. Makes perfect sense. Um, so yeah, so so I didn't feel like I got to choose, and I feel like that's how it usually happens, especially with what we're going through right now. Right? <laughs> I didn't get to choose my journey, but now I look back and I wouldn't wouldn't change it for anything. It was it was life changing, and it was the first step in creating a whole new life for myself
0: yeah well let's dive into the digging deeper when you say digging deeper what exactly was that for you because for me my awakening came when my mom passed away i felt like my whole life was shattered my dad had died a year earlier so all of a sudden i'm an orphan and who i went to for uh, support and what i thought was supposed to be uh solid for me all of a sudden went away. And then in my my grieving, I entered depression that affected my marriage. Then my marriage began to crumble. And then, you know, I was in the midst of the real estate um, world back then. And then the real estate market begins to crumble. So everything that I thought was solid began to fall apart. Um, and like you, looking back, I never would have said I would have chosen that, but I am grateful for it. But now from where I sit and the communications that I have with my higher self, I know, yes, there was not a divine plan and um, that, that is a, a different part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about digging deeper. Let's, let's share with the audience, what were you digging? Um, because when we operate from the surface, we are operating in one realm, Talk a little bit about this, what the surface was that you left to go deeper and what you discovered in the depths of the digging.
1: You know, I realized my surface was what I meant to other people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my surface was I wanted to be this amazing wife to my husband at that time. And, you know, his needs were what I thought about uh, my kids needs. were. It was what made me function. So the surface was completely how I served others. And that's still something that I'm balancing 20 years later because I think that's part of, you know, how I show up is, is I, I, I'm drawn to serve. So the, the surface was, you know, at that time I was running uh, one of the the third largest music conference in the nation. Um, so I was very much in the music business um, and it was like a balance between I was this music person that served all of these artists and I was, a wife and a mom. Mm-hmm. And that was what filled me, you know, like I never mm-hmm. really thought about who I was before I was those things, you know, or who I could be without those things. So I'm grateful that I didn't have to lose my children, but in losing my husband at that time, I just I just remember the first thing that I did was two or three silent retreats. Like I just had to get silent. I had to really, you know, stop the, because my mind was replaying all the things that had happened over, you know, yeah. what did I do wrong? What could I done better? What could I say to really? You know what I mean, like, it was just like this massive attack of, of victimization, you know? And so when I went deeper and I did um silent retreats at the Ignatius house, because like I said, I was raised Catholic and I yeah. love the Ignatius house. If you're not familiar with me that. too, I and do. I do. Where, Oh, oh, great. I mean, I really loved that place. And the the power in being silent and listening from here instead of here was something I had never even contemplated before. Mm -hmm. So that was where I feel like I went deeper. I stopped looking on the outside for my fulfillment, you know, to say who I am. And I started going inside and, you know, then I became a seeker. You know, and when people are on that seeking path, it was like this whole new world opened up to me. I was like, wow, I don't have to rely on that. I I can just go within here and create my happiness whenever I want. It was like a whole new world opened up to me and here I'm going through this divorce and yet I was finding this joy and this fulfillment in rediscovering who I was. You know, and when I started to listen from here, I started to follow the things that bring me joy Mm-hmm. and not necessarily looking for other people to bring me joy. Yeah. So you know, that was a big shift for me. And, you know, it, it took me on this path of books and in movies, but I really didn't understand it at that point the way I do now, because mm-hmm. that was before, you know, I was even thinking about living, you know, my whole life is based on spirituality now. Then it was mm-hmm. just like a piece to the puzzle. It was like the door opened, and then I started seeking and, you know, so many amazing things have opened up, but back then it was my, my lifeline and I am so grateful. And, you know, I, I share this with people that um, it brought me to gratitude for what happened mm-hmm. where I think, you know, going through a divorce and it was, it was a challenging situation. I won't get into the details, but let's just say, I felt like a lot of forgiveness needed to happen on my part. Of it. Mm-hmm. I needed to forgive all these things. Um, and then, I realized it wasn't really forgiveness that I needed to find gratitude for all of those things for me. You know, how can I be grateful for this person who did this, 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 but wow. Once I, once I was really able to shift into that, it's like, you can be grateful for anything. It just, it just allows you to be grateful for whatever shows up in your existence.
0: Yes. And, and, you know, uh, all of these years of teaching now going on 14 years, teaching and coaching, I I see patterns and the patterns are very clear and they have all, they all operate in a very simple way. And because once I opened the door like you to my heart and I began to receive guidance, I I get my guidance from the consciousness known as Jesus because I too grew up Catholic. And one of the, the things that I received, this was way before I started teaching, I was given a tool And it's the six stages that we all go through from conception to to enlightenment. Mm -hmm. And even though at the time it made absolutely no sense, I was trusting this very loving, peaceful, you know, brotherly guidance that I was receiving. So I began to move on my journey to to understand these faces. And now it's what I teach. Um, It's actually, if anybody's listening to this and they're curious on my my website at lineorlando.com, you can download it, um, get access to that class for free. Um, It's called The Soul's Journey. So when I began to understand that my soul was on a journey, then I began to very, uh, very easily give up my resistance to where I was being taken to do the work. So when I felt that irritation, I knew, boom, that's an invitation, let me go there. And as you were speaking about coming inside and, and going deeper into your heart and, and discovering all of these things, and from there on we become seekers, mm-hmm. um, that seeking is is the soul that wants to return itself to its truth. So mm-hmm. it's just such a beautiful, beautiful, process of course in the beginning like you I didn't know why I was discovering all of these things but it all led to one beautiful place and that's exactly what you're talking about Mm -hmm. is that gratitude for being able to see what is happening and recognize that it's not it can't alter who we are as God created us but it definitely shapes us as the humans that we're showing up as in the world and that that is so incredible talk a little bit more about gratitude and your practice with it how how it changed things for you we know that it changed everything but how did it did that manifest in your day-to-day life
1: well you know since that was such, such the first step and so long ago i do want to mention that you know once i opened up to that and everything just started showing up my beautiful husband john stringer showed up a year later you know people people that matched my vibration, this high powerful vibration started showing up in my life. So the, the journey that John and I went on was really one that was very aware of how powerful gratitude is and still yeah. is. We've been together 17 years now and we we remind each other what is so important is to accept where you are. I think that's number one, even before gratitude for me, mm-hmm. the acceptance, like, you know, if people are, feeling fearful right now whatever you're feeling accept it first don't resist it accept it and then i step into gratitude then mm-hmm. i recognize okay i've accepted you know where i might look at you know if i was feeling scared about what's going on i might look at, i shouldn't be feeling scared and of course then it amplifies right yeah. so um, you know really align allow let go is the mantra that that we use align allow let go and then step into gratitude then then just look what in this now moment, which is really all that matters it's really all that we know everything yeah. else is projections yeah. um, can I be grateful for and it could just be a deep breath because how powerful is that right one of our, our most main powerful things is to take that deep breath and get yeah. centered yeah. so you know we we have started a practice in our family where um, in our our we have a ten year old son who whether he, he's he's getting into it now on his own, but was really coached—we'll call it coached—to do it in the beginning, where um, we do meditation for him. It's just a few minutes, but whatever we're drawn to do, and then um, write down five things that we're grateful for every day mm-hmm. to start our day. Um, you know, for him, it's usually his VR headset and his Xbox, and you know, now that he doesn't have to go to school, he's very grateful for that. Um, <laughs> So writing down those five things, and then um, we we do two i am statements you know, I am love, I am power, I am trusting you know two i am statements, and then two things we'd like to see happen today. So that's something that John really led us in uh, in our family, and I think that's a really good practice, a yeah. daily practice. Um, but I will say that practices change too. you know, we really try to be in the moment sometimes. I might be called to do that, and sometimes I might not, you know. But but that that is something that we we if led do and really gets us focused at the beginning of the day on gratitude. Uh, and and when oh, and, and let me take that a step further. Once you're in that state of gratitude, it's about feeling it, right? Not just thinking it. Yeah. Really, and this is you know, our kids are such great teachers for us because we're trying to teach them, but we're really teaching ourselves, right? Yeah. Um. You know, because we'll tell him. You know, it's not just about thinking. I'm grateful for my mom because she made me dinner, <laughs> um, and I I love to hear that. Don't get me wrong, but you know, how does it feel? And and the more you can give yourself that feeling in the moment, right then, right now, then you've done the work. You know, you are feeling the the gratitude and the love and the and the now moment, yeah. which is really like all we have.
0: It is. And that that's such a beautiful thing that you're doing with your children when, and I know because of uh, your previous marriage, you've got children from, you know, two marriages. And even though all of my kids are from the same right. marriage.
1: Right. Oh, we an all- of- older daughter too. Yes.
0: Oh, okay. Um, so when, um, all of my children came from the same marriage, but they were kind, they, they were spread out. So Lauren was, uh, is eight years older than Spencer. So it's almost like I had two families in the same household. You know, you deal with a teenager and an elementary school child so differently. Mm-hmm. So with her, I did not know these things. I was not aligned at all with truth. I hadn't, I hadn't began digging. I was totally living on the surface. and but with spencer and tony i i was going through that journey so i was beginning to come up with processes like you're talking about um let's be grateful tell me what you want to create today and let's use the laws of the universe and um yeah they they didn't really like being told what they needed to be doing every every moment but you plant those seeds and and they stick and it's so it's a beautiful thing that we share with our children but one of the things that um, is so powerful to me about parents who, who um, are going through their awakening and begin to be open to, to spirituality, I know for me at first, I was a little bit of a tyrant. We're all going to be spiritual in my family. Um, right. By gosh, children, this is the way it's going to be because I've discovered the truth and you need to know it. Um, but then you realize Oh, my gosh, like you said, they are our teachers. They are such gurus. What are some of the things that you began to discover about yourself um, once you began to allow your children to become teachers for you?
1: Hmm. Wow, that's a beautiful question. Um, I really begin to recognize my own patterns. You know, I mean, that has been I will say in 2020, since 2020 kicked off. Which I we had a beautiful event 2020 Vision in Asheville, and I asked yeah. to grow and I asked to expand, and whoo did I get it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know this this 2020 has been a very big awakening for my patterns as a person and as a, pa- a parent. Yeah. So when you're co-parenting with your with your husband or with your ex-husband or with your partner or with who, whoever. You know, they come with some patterns and you come with some patterns, right? Um, John and I, I would say are very blessed because we're both on the same spiritual path. So we have really used checking in and being guided when it comes to our children. Yeah. And if we forget to do that and we are coming from, okay, this is what feels right to me. And this is what feels right to me. Most of the time they do not match and the vibration feels that way, right? So I, I say that because the pattern that I have I have recognized in myself is one of not not pushing myself to excellence. You know, it's just like, okay, this is good enough. I'm okay with this. And I think, and once again, I accept that about myself. I think sometimes that's perfect. But I also recognize the opportunity through our children and recognizing, wow, yes, they're fine exactly how they are, but what if they want and have the opportunity to grow? and expand yeah. in a way that I, I didn't as a child. You know, I was very much like, you know what? I don't wanna do this anymore, it's hard. I'm gonna quit. And, and that served me in many, many ways, but now I feel like I'm called to a higher um, expectation of myself. Yeah. So I feel like first, it's my expectation of myself, and then just by example and planting the seeds, I see it showing up in my children. Yeah. I feel like that's been a beautiful lesson for John and I. Who, uh, John Stringer, if you don't know, he's my husband, and he um, he has a really high expectation of excellence. We're we're very different on the Enneagram, if you happen to know that, uh-huh. but he, he he holds himself to a very high standard, and I'm just okay with the way it is. So we've really uh, looked for that balance, and once again, it's it's created some some challenges, um, which. We're going to do a a podcast called Awaken Pillow Talk, which we're about to launch, which is all about our true, authentic challenges that we go through. Love that. The looking at our kids, especially now that they're all living here again. (laughs) So today, John is moving Jolie from her dorm, who's in college, back home. They're getting all of her stuff. She's back at home. Johnny is homeschooled. We're all here under one roof. (laughs) <laughs> um, and what's amazing is what I'm seeing in them is them teaching me through, through this situation when fear comes up, they're not really feeling. I mean, they're just kind of rolling with it and they'll, they're doing things. Uh, just for an example, last night, we all got together as a family, watched a movie, we're just really spending a lot of family time. And um, my son, I don't think he's ever done this in his life, started picking up the dishes, All everyone's dishes. Usually it's like I'm just picking up mine. You got yours. We came to the dishes, taking them in the kitchen. I looked at John like, "Is that really happening?" And then I was going in to do the dishes before I went to bed. And my daughter came in and said, "I got this. You go on to bed." I mean, I'm telling you, I was. I, it was just a moment of being in the now, not having an ex- expectations of them to be a certain way, and then they show up on their own. They show up, you know, they show up the way they. Are, are called to be, not necessarily always the way I think they should be called to be. But if I can be, align with it, so beautiful. Oh, miracles, that's beautiful. miracles happen. Oh. are about miracles. miracles <laughs> are in our in our household. So I'm so grateful.
0: Oh, I love hearing that. Yes, that is so beautiful. And uh, your conversations with um with John about your marriage that 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 pillow talk that's going to be powerful. Definitely, let me know when you do that. So I can promote that for you guys. But I I happen to be married to two unconscious men. Um, so that's why I had two divorces in the last 10 years. And what a difference, because now I'm dating a man who's totally so conscious. in, in what a difference.
1: Uh, what a difference. That may,
0: oh, my God. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but to talk about the, the differences in your expectations, I used to be all about perfectionism when I was unconscious. And when I began to wake up, it was all about letting go and letting God and relaxing into that I would be moved, that there was something inside of me that that was waiting for a timing, that was waiting for something to happen to activate the energies of, of excitement within me. And it was so amazing because I then began to to not be pushing my younger boys. And my daughter would get mad. Mom, you drove me so hard. Why aren't you, you know, making the boys do that? I'm like, because they have something, they have their own guidance system. They need to learn how to activate and listen to that guidance system. So fast forward, you know, that, that's a long time ago. That's almost 20 years ago. Fast forward to, I think it might have been six months ago, my son Spencer, who who is probably the single greatest guru that I have had, you know, my ex-husband, uh, the most recent ex-husband, that's five years ago, was my second biggest teacher. And then of course, there's, there's lots after that. But Spencer uh, was letting me know that he was feeling stuck. He was about to graduate from college and didn't know what he wanted to do with his life. He's you know, 22 years old. And he starts telling me that I didn't do enough to help him um, set goals and plans like all of his friends who are doing so much better. They they had parents who drove them to make plans, blah, blah, blah. And, then, and I just looked at him and I said, why would I tell you a divine being the presence of God itself what to do? I have no right to tell you what to do. When you need to know what you need to know what to do, you will know it. Um, I said, So, what did I teach you to do? He said, Well, you told me just to listen inside and listen inside. Well, nothing's coming up. I'm like, Then I did my part. The coming up will come up when God wants it to come up. (laughs) We had the funniest conversation. Fast forward to just a couple of weeks ago, like two. No, this was just last week or maybe the week before all this coronavirus happening because here we are in in, 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 in case I didn't give the date, it's March 23rd of 2020. And Spencer, very excited, lets me know, mom, you know, I've been home from work, not much to do. I finally figure out what I want to do. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh really? I, and I can't stop preparing and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. and And I feel so excited and so energized. And I'm like, I spent years undoing that having to create goals and know what to do and, and write it down and follow it through, whether I lost my excitement about it, I was like, gosh, I was going to follow it through, mm-hmm. to learn to go with the freaking flow. And, mm-hmm. and even my work now, I'm sure it drives my, my business coach crazy, but I don't like to have plans. There are some general things we have to plan for. But I don't have a set goal of how many people I need to reach or how much money I need to make or or even when that needs to happen, because I like being inspired by God. I like moving in what's happening now. And I learned that society used to call that not enough or or not motivated enough or not inspired enough. Or I just wasn't, you know, I I forget what you had said that you weren't, um, you know, not good enough or not. And I realized that when I wait for the inspiration, what I, whatever I've done, like this coaching came out of that inspiration. This was not on my to-do list. Um, making money and being a successful realtor was on my to-do list. That that's the trajectory I was going. And then this voice tells me, "No, you're going to do this." And I've realized that when we wait for that inspiration, we are moved, and all the pieces line up, and everything becomes effortless. So there's in in essence, there's a balance to so use my mind in service to creating, but not because I have to, but because I cannot not do it when it comes right. from within. And so that that's just a an exciting thing right. to align. It sounds like you and John are helping each other create that balance in your in your family. So
1: <laughs> absolutely, and, and I know this time this appointed time right now is one of the most powerful times to do this, right? Yeah. I mean, it's very interesting. Right at the beginning of 2020, for the first time in my life, you know, we put out there that we wanted to grow and we wanted, uh, you know, because I booked John, um, you know, we've, we've been working together with Healing Arts Management. That's our company. And, and uh, you know, I've always been more in the background. That was my choice. I've managed artists in the music business. I've managed the music conference. Now I manage my husband and other amazing artists, but um, we really put out there. Okay, let's let's take it up another level in twenty twenty. We want to travel the world. We want for him to be in huge conferences and you know really able to get this powerful message of loving life. Yeah. world. and boy did that show up right. So, so that was great. But all of a sudden, yeah, I would think about mid. January, I started feeling anxiety. I had never, I would, didn't even really know what anxiety was. I would hear people talk about it and be like, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, my, my shaking, my blood would feel like it was going to boil. I mean, I've literally been to the doctor like a few times, like what is happening to me? And I've also got a little fun menopause stuff going on, but you know, all of this stuff was happening and it was, it was intense. And there was a lot of fear. I'm like, you know, what is happening to me? I've always been cool and calm and collected. I'm, I'm the one people can come to, and they just want to, want, you know, to, to get a good perspective. I'd still like to believe that that's me, but in that time, I didn't, I didn't have my own perspective. And this was just like a, a you know, a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, when the COVID-19 situation has happened, the coronavirus mm-hmm. has happened, all of our stuff got canceled. We had, you know, several months of touring and on the road and amazing things, gone. Strangely, what has happened for me is not fear and panic, but is this peace. I I am so, I mean, the anxiety and the things that I I was feeling have dissipated. And I'm in this place of family and love and connection that is very unexpected, very unexpected. And connecting to people For instance, I did a little uh, online happy hour with my beautiful aunt who lives in North Carolina, my two sisters who live in Florida, and my daughter and I. We sat out on the deck, and you know, we all I I popped a Corona and put a lime in it, and uh, that's still my favorite beer. And, And we we just connected and we laughed, and it was normally I wouldn't have even taken the time to do that. I would have so much work to do. Yeah. So we're spending more time as a family. You know, we're taking the dog to the dog park. Things that I would do, but I would do them like, oh gosh, I gotta hurry up. I gotta get back to work. I have got work, work, work. Yeah. You know, I know that there's there's fear around what's happening, and it's so unknown. It's so, you know, what is happening is is something that I've certainly never experienced in my life. But when I'm in the now moment, it's a beautiful thing. Are we gonna pay our bills? I don't know. But in the now moment, everything is okay. That's a that's a you know, hey. We are looking into all kinds of amazing opportunities that we weren't looking into before. Yeah. You know, I mean we didn't have time. It was really time. Time yeah. is what I recognize is what I have created as anxiety. Mm-hmm. I don't have an when am I gonna be able to get it all done? If I'm spending time with kids, I'm thinking I should be I need to be working on these details for the show. Yeah. I'm working on the details for the shows, I need to be spending time with the kids. So you know that's really come to the forefront for me in our current situation of I'm at home. Yeah. To you today. You know when, when we get off, I might just go hang out with my husband for a little bit before. You know I'm, we're still working, but it's just like my priorities have shifted, and I feel better. I mean, it's wow. almost I realized that this morning. I feel yeah. So.
0: Well, it's it's another it's another level of digging deeper. Because when when I did my digging deep and you did your digging deep, we were discovering that we didn't have to be beholden to the outer world to determine who we are. Now, now we're doing it as a collective, as, as a family, as a couple, as um as a city, as a society, as a culture where we're beginning to discover because we're being forced into all of us having to basically be i forget where i read this might have been uh from a friend and a colleague jill khan i think it was probably on dr jill's website um something about this is a time when we have all received the collective go to your room and mm-hmm. We're all having to go to our room and just sit inside of this this uh, this space of not knowing what we can go out and do because there is nothing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a I'm a teacher uh, of a Course in Miracles because I am probably the biggest student of a Course in Miracles. Mm-hmm. Hello, Miss Jody, and hello, Karen. Um, and as a teacher of the course, I love to pull sound bites um, for people because it's what I've been studying. And one of the things that that has just been part of my, my most recent lessons, actually I've got the book right here, is I need do nothing. No. I, I need do nothing. Because the soul, the essence, the truth of who we are is a presence that bees. It just it's here to be. And that part of us that you know, that human side that gets trained into all the human doing prevents, blocks that that presence from just being. Right. And when we learn that we don't have to do we don't have to do anything, it goes against all of the training that we received, that is the way the world operates, it's on the surface. How many people right now, I know I'm hearing it from so many, are digging deeper to figure out what what do I do with all this time? What am I supposed to do? And um, I'm like, nothing. What? Mm-hmm. Do nothing? And now, uh, after a couple of weeks of doing nothing, people are so happy that they're doing nothing. They're like enjoying. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I am so with you. You know, I mean, and then I think, through that acceptance of the no thing right right now we don't need to do anything except for be and that love comes through like i really feel so clear on what i'm called to be yeah. is love yeah and love I, I i have been blessed to share some things that come through me uh i call musings mm. and it's been a it's been a big shift for me because my husband, as I've mentioned several times, he has been uh, the channel. I, I was his channel partner, but he he's brought through some amazing things for, you know, going on 12 years that we've been sharing, that he's been traveling and sharing. And I always saw myself as the supporter there to help him, but didn't really see myself as, hey, I too can do this, right? Mm-hmm. So he reminded me of that very often. He's my teacher. He's my guru because he'll put that mirror up in front of me and say, nope, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all of a sudden, this was, this was a while ago, it's been a couple of years now, but I started to recognize that I too can bring through from here and not from here. Yeah. Uh, and so an amusing that I received recently, um, it was just all about just being loved, but recognizing that love shifts and changes. Love may not show up the way that, you know, with butterflies and hugs and stuff, you know, really recognizing that being still and who you are called in the moment, that's love. And that's mm-hmm. um, example that we can be for others, especially in this time where we are surrounded by people that are scared. I I get scared, you know, and, you know, and I accept it. And it was interesting last night. So I can't remember what happened, but something happened where I kind of just felt fearful. Fearful that, honestly, just to be authentic was, you know, if I die, if if because I don't usually get fearful about my own death for some reason, but I got fearful that. I want to be here to support my children and my husband and my family through this. Mm-hmm. And cause there was just this, this feeling of, oh, I just don't know if I can do this. Just this feeling of, Oh, just too much. It's too much. And this feeling of, wow, what if I just checked out, you know? And just this intense love came over me of, you know, that's not what I want to do. I want to be here. I want to be the one that sets the example. And looks at other people's example, and yeah. we create this new consciousness together yes. that all you have to do is opt in. All you really have to do is get still. What a better time than right now to get still and be and be with each other. You know, so that that it, it's just, whew, it's been a rocket ship of alignment
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> going on with
1: everybody. So.
0: Totally, totally. and thanks Susan for your feedback. I'm glad that you're enjoying the interview. Um, it's it it really is a beautiful thing to, like you were saying, to just go inside and stay quiet. One of the things that i I am very present to is that alignment with the truth of who I am, that presence. It is it's love. God is the source of the energy of love. And when we are not distracted with the fears in our head, which are what blocks our ability to feel that love flowing, it is amazing if we allow that fear to just be the information that lets us know what is this 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 what is this potential obstacle to feeling love? Let me be with it, like you said, accept it um, in, in the steps that I teach, four steps, Acceptance is the second one. First is the awareness. But once you're aware, you've got that block. Then you accept it. We have to learn how to be accepting people because love accepts. If you're accepting, you're actually being the love that you're blocking. And if we got, if we came to that place of of clarity, that the acceptance of our fears, the acceptance of our anger, the acceptance of our jealousy, the acceptance of our, um, you know, our, our anxiety is the first way that you activate love because then you do it for yourself. And in that, that soft space of holding that anger, that whatever, love comes out. It comes from us. It's not blocked by the fear. It's, it's it it extends because of that fear that fear acts as an invitation if you allow it. Um, so I'm so glad that you, move through you know that fear of of what if you died and missed out so that you don't miss out and be present now Mm -hmm. um and how how wonderful is that let's talk about um now that you and i we've done this work on our on on ourselves and as you said you love being in service, I do too. I used to be a people pleaser because it gave me a high and made me feel validated. Now I, I'm a people pleaser because it's pleasing to me to be with people and do what feels natural for me, which is to extend whether they like it or not, it's none of my business anymore, but uh, it pleases me to extend. Um, now that we're, that we both are in service from a place of realizing that, that we are teaching others how to connect with their own truth, we, we help others dig deep. We help others remove blocks to the awareness of the presence of love and source in them. Let's talk about what's going on in the world from the bigger perspective. How, what are you believing is happening here?
1: Mm, wow.
0: When you channel. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. When I channel, I will tell you that the overlying message always is all as well. Everything is in divine order. Everything is exactly as it should be in this moment. And, and when I'm aligned and feel that, there is no fear. Yeah. I, don't, I, I mean, I could be in the middle of a tornado, but when I'm aligned and feel that, there is no fear. Um, so I think trusting that and being able to access that from moment to moment right now is just more prevalent than maybe it was a few weeks ago. It was still there. It was you know, still how I lived my life. But now that there's, you know, as I talk to my beautiful mom or I talk to my beautiful aunt or I talk to my husband or whoever I'm talking to, um, and they're sharing knowledge, knowledge and information and, you know, ways to protect ourselves and ways to stay safe, it's like being centered in the knowing that they are, they are doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. And mm-hmm. I receive it. Don't, you know, judge them or, you know, it's, it's perfect. And where I am is also perfect, which the intention is to be accepting and knowing everything that's showing up is divine. So, you know, I've, I've heard so many different beautiful theories about why all of this is happening you know the the footprint of the world is shifting and changing, and I think that's a beautiful idea that this is all happening so we can shift as far as how we take care of our world, whether we want to or not it's happening right mm-hmm. um, that's a beautiful theory uh, but I really for me, I would say love being loving in these times is going to get us through this not even just get us through this but get us to a higher state which is Mm -hmm. what happened with my divorce which is what happened with your situation you know it's it's, you get beyond just getting through it you start Mm -hmm. to recognize that it's perfect and that it's it's bringing you to each amazing moment um so you know i would say that for, for myself and for my family that we're really trying to recognize the opportunities that are showing up and being grateful for them um you know, I don't know what's going to happen in a month. I don't know what's going to happen with the, I, you know, I, I, I will be honest. I try not to watch the news. Um, and, you know, I, I've been doing my best just to go to the CDC website, get some facts that might serve my family and I as far as what we can do and what we don't. And I'm following the laws and I'm, but I'm, I'm, I don't want to get too caught up in everyone's opinion, beautiful opinions, but they, they can sometimes take me out of alignment. So, so I would say what's going on is really about balance, you know, mm-hmm. especially for me as I see it, but I think balance in, okay, we are living this human perspective. How can we balance that with a spiritual perspective? And right now we're on a rocket ship of how to do that because we've got plenty of time. We can get centered. We can figure out how to live the rest of our lives from this beautiful aligned place. And this was the catalyst. You know, this is what said, hey, slow down, release that anxiety. What you have right now is a gift. You don't know if it's going to be here tomorrow, even before all of this happened. Walk outside, get by a bus. Even statistically, like I, you know, in the beginning, I was very much sharing the story about, you know, I think it's 33 people die a day in auto accidents in Georgia. Mm -hmm. 33 people die every single day in an auto accident. So it's like, that's just in Georgia. So if you really start thinking about that, all of a sudden you're caught up in, wow, maybe I shouldn't drive anymore. You know, maybe I shouldn't, so-and-so shouldn't be driving. And, and then, you know, I'll only, I'll, I'm going to change my life because of that fear. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not saying that people shouldn't be smart. I'm not saying that, that you know, what, what the government is calling us to do, we shouldn't do it. I'm not saying anything like that, but I'm saying whatever you do, do it from a aligned, centered place of love. Yeah. And know that it's perfect.
0: Let's talk about love. And hi, Elliot. I'm so glad that you're with us too. And he's talking about that. We need to love our brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's talk about love because you and I were both married uh, in our unconscious states and we thought we knew love. We had children when we were unconscious and we thought that was love. Mm -hmm. And then we go through these incredible uh, experiences. We begin to awaken. We begin to realize uh, that there is adapt to us, that there is more to love. And we, we change, we shift and change who we are Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and love changes. Uh, our, Our understanding of love changes. So what is your understanding of love today that allows you to recognize that that is what is being called for right now because it's a very different love than when we were unconscious that was a love that wanted to control everybody talk about the differences of that love that you have aligned with now that you are wanting to be an example of
1: i would say that the unconscious love was a beautiful love mm-hmm. you know i accept that but that was a beautiful love Uh, It was a codependent love. It was a a love that I needed to, to, you know, for my identity. Uh, And I'm grateful that I'm moving out of that. But in all honesty, I sometimes I fall back into that. You know, I mean, I will say that um, real love is recognizing that sometimes we forget. And then something will show up to remind us. And that's love. So it may be, you know, your spouse, really saying, hey, look at yourself. And it it might not always feel good. That's what I meant. Like love shows up in different ways. Or it may just be your own recognition of going through something and stopping and saying, okay, I'm really defining myself in ways I used to. I need to remember. What what lessons did I learn to help me remember? So I feel like love is a constant state of uh, forgetting and remembering. And then the more powerful you become, the more connected you become, you don't forget as often you start staying in that place of power. If you forget, that's okay. Something will remind you, someone will remind you. And when they do, or when that situation does, I see that as love. I see whatever it is showing up. It doesn't even have to be a person. It can be, you know, you're just sitting outside and all of a sudden this tree that you've seen a million times is so powerful in your view. And you're like, wow, it brings you to that now moment. You know, what really brings me to that now moment is nature. You know, when an unexpected owl is in the backyard or we're out and a deer just walks around, it just takes you so, you just become, it's like that presence of just not expecting it, right? So yeah. so those things are showing up as love. This situation we're in right now is love. You know, I mean, I know that that can be hard for people to to see sometimes, and it's hard for me to see sometimes, But whatever is showing up to help you remember your power, that your power is within, Mm -hmm. that your power is something you always have access to, no matter what's going on in this temporal Mm -hmm. world, is love. And that's how I see love now, as opposed to, I still enjoy romantic love. I still enjoy the love that I have with my husband and the love that I have with my kids, but, Mm -hmm. but I do my best to remember that is not what defines me. The love within that radiates to this outside world is the love that defines it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful, beautiful, so beautiful. And, and thanks for your comments, Elliot and Anna Maria, thanks for joining us. Um, th- that's absolutely beautiful because th- this, what we are aligning with is the well of love that is exists inside of us. Mm-hmm. And when we tap into that love and we let it flow, that's when we really begin to understand that love seeks for nothing from anybody else. True love, real love is here as a witnesser of what is and loves what is, um, but that conditional love that I, I was conditioned by my you know, unconscious parents, grandparents and, and fathers, mothers, teachers, preachers was always a love of seeking of getting, of finding, I need you to complete me. I need you to do this so that I can be okay. You got to clean up your room and then I'll give you the cookie. So conditional, you have to do and then I give. Right. Nice. But going to this never ending wo- well that we're tapping into this source within, what is there to take from anybody? What is there to punish anybody for when you got it all right here? Right. Nice. And, it's not necessary. And what I what I realize is that when I need to go to attempt to get it from somebody or or even think the thought that they could give it to me, that thought blocks me from the feeling of it inside of me. Mm-hmm. And it, it's that that centering myself, I can oh wait a second, I got it right here. No, let let me let it flow and that's where controlling my kids and telling my kids what to do or my partner or whatever went away because this that love that that is permeating this world is a love that is saying each of you is a powerful creator with all that you need inside of you let that flow and i to me what's happening in the world one of my the things that i'm so grateful to this coronavirus for is it's helping people realize how much we have been conditioned to seek outside of ourselves for gratification, mm-hmm. which is to totally block the well of that which is already within us. And that is, you know, we got to learn to tap into the never ending uh, well of, of happiness, of joy, of peace that is within. And that's what all that digging deep takes us to. Yes, Ana Maria, absolutely. That's it going outside of ourselves. Um, how can people find you so that they can glean some of your wisdom? Obviously here, this format is through Facebook. So people can find you on Facebook. They can become your friend. But how else can they find you? And what do you have going on coming up? I know now things are on hold, but maybe you, um, is there a place that they can go and get information for future events?
1: Sure. So we, uh, my husband and I have what's called Healing Arts Management. And our website is HealingArtsMGMT.com. So we list our events and we do have some amazing online events that are coming up. Uh, As I mentioned, we're going to be doing our Awakened Pillow Talk podcast, which is something that we have been talking about for over a year.
0: I heard you mention that about a year ago.
1: And now is the time. There is no doubt that now is the time. We've actually scheduled three sessions that we're going to live stream it. Uh, there will be a um, flyer on healing arts management. So you'll be able to see it there. That's coming up on uh, Wednesday, April 8th, April 29th and May 30th. Awaken Pillow Talk is going to be live stream. Um, we are also still going to Peru. We are seeing it happen. We have a beautiful retreat, Sacred Ground, uh, Ancient Peru happening in July, July 13th to the 24th. Oh, yeah. 13 amazing people going right now. We have a few spots left and the flights are really inexpensive right now. This would be the time to book. <laughs> I, mean, I am shocked. So getting, you get to Peru and then once you get there, it's a 12 day retreat tour of, of music and healing and power. Um, you know, Machu Picchu, we're going to go down the Amazon. We're going to swim with pink dolphins. We're going to have uh, amazing ceremonies. There's going to be some beautiful, it, it, Feels almost like now, with what's going on. By the time we get to July, it's just we're going to be just in such a healing, powerful place. So that's also on healing arts management. Uh, and then, a- as I mentioned, I manage my husband John, and he is doing three online events. Um, Shift the Collective, which is a group. Of, I'm saying the most amazing, in my opinion, artist in Atlanta. They get together once a month and they go play. A hospice or a hospital. Or, I've you know, heard they're, them.
0: They're powerful.
1: They are powerful. powerful, and of course, now they can't go play hospice and hospitals. So they're they're going to get together. This will also be on Healing Arts Management um, to do some online music healing. I mean, there's there's bowls and percussion and bass and drums, it's like full seven eight people playing powerful powerful music with John leading with some beautiful vocals mm-hmm. and guitar. So so yes. To get information, healingartsmanagement.com. Though I did want to mention one, one last thing. Yeah. I have been in my head hearing and in my heart hearing that I need to release a book uh, of my musings, which is something that's been happening for about two years. So again, now is the time. Today, after this call, I'm going to title it. It'll probably be called Musings. But anyway, start my outline because you know what? I have some time. So, that's, mm-hmm. so look later, I'm going to be releasing my first book by myself. My husband and I released a book together. And then of course he has a book out there, but I'm stepping out out to claim my power. So be looking for that.
0: I love it. I love it. And for those who are listening on the podcast, so uh, Healing Arts, so it's, you spell out healing, H-E-A-L-I-N-G, arts, A-R-T-S. Management is the abbreviation MGMT.com. I want to make sure you guys don't miss that. So HealingArtsMGMT.com to find what Kathy and her amazing uh, musician, husband and healer, John um, Stringer, the two of them, powerhouse, powerhouse. Um, So one of the fun things that I am doing is like John is doing online. You know, we're all gifting what we've got. Um, I've got a couple of online conversations also coming up. I'm calling them Activating Miracles, because as a teacher of A Course in Miracles, I love to share the amazing information that that book has allowed me to really tap into. And more than the information, because that comes to me directly as well. It's the how to align with that source so that fear is not what... what uh, operates my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can go and find some of that stuff on my Facebook page. But l- let's do this, Kathy. Let's let's close up with you sharing um, a nugget. What, what would be the one tip you would love to leave with our audience who has been so wonderful in, in participating and sharing with so many comments, plus those who will listen to later on? What is one thing you would like to leave with the audience to help them know how to align? with the source that is within them
1: i had a beautiful yoga teacher janelle say to say to us during yoga don't miss the moment right and i've heard her voice i told her this yesterday in my head don't miss the moment and that's that's what we're called to do right now this moment right now is divine is perfect is calling us and all we have to do is say yes and we will be in this beautiful, powerful now moment.
0: Yeah, that's so beautiful because we cannot be in the now if we're not aligned. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we've got to be in that place of presence. Well, thank you so much for this beautiful conversation. And to everybody who is such a faithful listener of these these programs, whether they come out live or through the podcast, uh, the podcast, or, or go back and watch them. Next next um, Monday at 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on March the 30th, I've got a, a beautiful soul, Sue Carter Collins is gonna come and we're gonna talk about her journey and she too. Um, like Kathy is a teacher, is, a, is an example, is a light worker out there helping people um, feel love during this time of so much shift and so much changing in the world. So thank you all so much for being with us. And we, I hope that we gave you a nugget or two that assists you in aligning with the truth of who you are, because it's the best part of you. It's a magnificent, eternal essence of who you are, pure, unconditional love. Thank you all very much. And thank you, Kathy. And we'll see you next time in another episode of Align with Lina. Yay. Thank you all so much.